Thank you for tuning in to the Voice of the Victim podcast. We discuss a lot of sad and potentially triggering things on this show. We try to be as sensitive and cautious as possible, but if you are sensitive to things involving abuse and may be triggered, please think twice before listening to our show. Welcome to Voice of the Victim Podcast. My name is Ryan. And I'm Rosie. And we just got home from a trip. Mm-hmm. And we're pretty jet-lagged and exhausted, but we're going to get this episode recorded because why not? We just had a great relaxing Great vacation. two weeks. <laughs> now we're back in the tundra of sadness. Yeah. When we left Orlando, they were like the temperature in minneapolis is zero degrees and we're like great and that's fahrenheit which is much colder than zero celsius yeah yep (laughs) anyway not to be a downer um we'll talk more about our trip at the end of the episode but before we get started though we want to thank two very special people Brittany. Thank, thank you so you, much Brittany. for becoming a patron. And also Caitlin. Caitlin. Thank you, Caitlin. We appreciate you guys a lot. And thank you to all our patrons, past and present. We appreciate the, it immensely. Yeah, we can't believe you guys are so kind. And yeah. So, um, when we left off last week, Maria Farmer had just escaped from the Ohio mansion where Jeffrey Epstein had sent her. Um So if you haven't started listening, if you haven't listened to episode 95 yet, definitely go listen to that before listening to this. But last week we started talking about the accusers of Jeffrey Epstein. It's a huge case, so much to it, so it's going to take several episodes to tell the story um, of all the people that were affected by this man. And on Patreon, uh, tomorrow we're going to be releasing... Uh, history of Jeffrey Epstein. So hmm. that'll be over there tomorrow. But um, tonight we are going to be talking about what happened eight months after Maria reported her assault. So this is in April of 1997. So who are we talking about tonight, Rosie? We're sharing the story of Alicia Velgos Arden. So before we get into how she connects to Epstein, Let's talk about who she is. Alicia Ann Marie Arden was born on May 17, 1969 in Las Vegas, Nevada. Her father owned a bakery, which he inherited from his father. And it was a family business, but Alicia had her sights set somewhere else. Her mother, Laura Velgos, worked in Hollywood on movie sets. Very cool. Yeah. Laura would sometimes take Alicia to work with her and show her the sets behind the scenes and the movie-making process. Alicia was fascinated by the process, and this planted a seed in her which would influence her passions in the future. She decided she didn't want to work in the family business as a baker, but that she wanted to pursue a career in acting. 
honestly like wouldn't we all yeah <laughs> like, that sounds so cool it does in 1986 while still in school she was able to score two minor roles in the films called heat and bad influence in 1988 she enrolled in college at the university of nevada while attending college she also took acting classes to develop her skills as much as possible and it's interesting you just mentioned earlier how we all wanted to be actors or you know mm. probably not all of us but all of us enneagram four people <laughs> like me and rosie are. um but i'm just fascinated by the concept of acting because i used to look at actors and think they just have the easiest job in the world until i saw bad acting and <laughs> now, <laughs> huh. if you haven't seen the room definitely best movie ever <laughs> not I, to be confused with the new movie the room oh no th i think that's just room tommy wiseau that's yeah. what you mean anyway as i've gotten older i've realized a lot of skill and talent goes into acting well um really selling the role of a character tapping into that relatable human emotion you know but i don't want to get off topic it just intrigues me and something that it's interesting to think about while you're watching a movie to appreciate the skill behind it. Mm -hmm. From 1989 to 2001, she got a recurring role as Lucy in the popular TV series Baywatch. So sharing the screen with Pamela Anderson, Jeremy Jackson, and of course the Hoff, which is pretty legit. Never watched it. Well, it was big when we were toddlers. Yeah. <laughs> in the early 90s, she changed her name to Alicia Velgos taking her mother's maiden name so i'm guessing her parents weren't together or maybe she just thought it sounded better for acting she's played several roles in different movies since the late 80s but along with acting she was also interested in modeling and dancing she actually appeared on america's got talent and the ellen show and she was dancing for both that's so cool i love the ellen show and that's on youtube if you're interested and Something else interesting is that she has a Patreon page where she shares another side of herself. I'll let you check that out uh, if you want to. Let's just say she enjoys the freedom that Patreon allows. And I respect that. Mm -hmm. But tonight we're going to focus on Alicia's life in 1997. Alicia's career was starting to blossom as she found small successes. But she still hadn't found a steady, stable career or job security. So, she was looking to take it to the next step and try something new. Alicia had a friend who worked in finance who called her up one day to let her know about a great opportunity. This friend had been looking for investors to buy into her financial firm, and she had just been at a business meeting with Jeffrey Epstein, where she discussed a potential investment for him. During the meeting, the conversation shifted away from finance and into a potential job offer. Epstein was trying to get Alicia's friend to come try out as a Victoria's Secret model. Well, that sounds pretty cool. It's quite the compliment, actually. <laughs> yeah. So, remember from last week, Ghislaine would tell Maria all the time that she and Jeffrey worked for Les Wexner, and they were always looking for girls to try out for Victoria's Secret? Hmm. Okay. But the friend wasn't interested at all. She told Epstein that if he was looking for girls, he should meet Alicia who was interested in modeling. So the friend reached out to Alicia and told her about this opportunity. And this would have been a huge break for her and her career. It had been something that she was really interested in doing, 
But she really had no idea where to begin to find a way into doing that, you know? Mm -hmm. So this was kind of like a secret door into a new world that literally just fell into her lap. Alicia's friend told her to give Jeffrey Epstein a call if she was interested, and so she did. When Alicia talked to Jeffrey, he asked her to send photos of herself to his New York address before they could proceed with anything else. A couple days later, she got a call from Epstein, who had just received the photos. He let her know that she would be a good fit, and then transferred her to his secretary to set up a time to meet. Now, Jeffrey typically lives in New York, and Alicia lived in Los Angeles to be close to job opportunities in Hollywood. But the secretary told her that he would be coming out to L.A. soon. Hmm. While she talked to the secretary, she did become hesitant about meeting up with this guy after she found out that she'd be auditioning directly to him in a hotel room. So how would you feel about that, Rosie? That sounds so sketchy. I wouldn't... I would be super anxious and hesitant, too. Yeah, it sounds awkward. Um, Like, Alicia was accustomed to trying out at casting agencies and other strictly professional environments. Nothing as personal as a hotel room, so Mm -hmm. very unconventional. But she decided that it would be worth the opportunity to get such a huge catalog. Which is understandable to someone who's inexperienced and... They want to get their name out there and grow their career. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, can't say I wouldn't. Like, I'd be hesitant, but it'd be such a huge breakthrough. Yeah, it's like, if this works out, it, it will be amazing. And everyone knows about Victoria's Secret. Back then, they used to mail out those catalogs once or twice a week <laughs> to millions of homes in the U.S. And those models become instantly recognizable to women and men. <laughs> but, you know, it could have made her career. So, they set up a meeting at a luxurious Oceanside Hotel in Santa Monica called Shutter's Resort. So, Rosie, take a guess how much you think one night at this Shutter's Motel, or I guess luxury beach hotel resort costs. I don't know, like 400 bucks. Wow. That's a lot. I know. But it's still too low. $525 a night. Sweet. So that's a real power move right there. This guy means business if he can afford that place. And that kind of solidified his credibility in her eyes. Even Mm. though the hotel thing seemed unconventional, it wasn't like he was getting a Motel 6 or something, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. Also, given the quick response time, she figured she had a pretty good chance of actually getting hired. So when the day came of meeting... She took her portfolio of past work and went to the hotel. She made her way to his room and knocked at the door. Right away, she was shocked by his appearance. He was wearing a sweatshirt that said USA, as well as sweatpants and bare feet. So it's fair to say he was a lot more casually dressed than she was expecting. Oh, yeah. And this is supposed to be like an interview. Yeah. She went into the room and handed him her portfolio, telling him that she would really love to get a photo in an upcoming catalog. So he said, okay, let me see your pictures and I'll see what I can do. After he took her book, he started studying her body closely and giving her doubtful vibes. Yeah, she says that he was saying stuff like, I don't know about your hips, and basically making her feel like she wasn't what he was hoping for. 
you know, hmm. could be manipulation at play. He asked Alicia to walk over closer to him, and he told her that he would need a better look. And this is when things started to get really weird. We're going to take a quick break to get a word from our sponsor. This episode of Voice of the Victim podcast is sponsored by Enchanted Ears podcast. Now, Enchanted Ears is another married coupled podcast, so if you like our dynamic, you'll probably enjoy theirs as well. They talk about a lot more lighthearted stuff than we do. (laughs) So Angela and Joe, or if you like couple names, and Joe... They host an upbeat podcast focused on all things Disney. If you follow us on Instagram, you may know that we just got home from a trip to Disney World where we really got into the spirit. And now that we're home, we need this podcast to stay upbeat. Very true. (laughs) Well, while we were there, I got something that I've wanted since I was 10 years old, and I was inspired by Joe to get it. (laughs) A real lightsaber. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you, I had a lot of fun with it. It feels very real. And I need to thank Joe for giving me the idea and talking about his experience of building a lightsaber because it made me really excited to see what they were like. It's pretty cool. I'm not disappointed. And we made it through the TSA checkpoint, even though we had a giant lightsaber. Yeah, we were able to carry it on. And we were worried about it. (laughs) That was pretty convenient. So on Enchanted Ears, they not only talk about the parks, but they also talk about Disney shows, movies, and even history. They even speculate on where they think Disney may be heading in the future. So if you need a break from the sad things we discuss on our show, Enchanted Ears is a great option for you. Especially if you enjoy the dynamic of a married couple that likes to have real discussions about interesting things. So go check out the Enchanted Ears podcast and show them some love. And now back to the episode. With a doubtful and complacent tone, he told her he needed to see underneath her blouse. And Alicia felt odd at this point, but she figured that she'd be modeling underwear and swimsuits, so I guess this made sense. Oh gosh. She began taking off her top, but then she felt Jeffrey Epstein's hands tugging on her blouse, pulling it off of her. After her blouse was off, He grabbed her skirt and started pulling it up to see her underwear. So, clearly he was crossing a line at this point. And model scouts don't forcefully pull clothes off of people that are auditioning, you know? But then it went even further beyond this. Epstein started putting his hands on Alicia's body. First he grabbed and felt her hips. Then he moved down to her butt. He even said flat out, Let me manhandle you. Oh my gosh. How is this pertinent to what the photo will look like? You don't need to know how it feels as long as it looks right. Alicia realized that this wasn't right, but she was panicked and frozen because she's alone in this hotel room with a rich, powerful man who literally has her in his grasp. She scanned the room, looking for a way out, but she also didn't want to offend him. She knew she couldn't leave without her portfolio because that was essential to finding future work. So she tried to subtly make her way over to where he had set it and pick it up. When she did, he got visibly annoyed with her. Probably because he knows that what he just did was wrong and knows that she knows it too. After this, he seemed to get a bit more nervous and he pulled out $100 in cash and offered it to her. At first, she refused because she didn't want to seem like a prostitute, 
But as she left, he followed her out to her car and kept trying to give it to her. Oh my gosh, this is so awkward. Yeah, and at this point, it's obvious he's trying to keep her quiet. Yeah, totally. Trying to get on her good side again. She ended up taking the money because she was a struggling artist at the time and needed gas for her car. Alicia was able to get herself out of his room before anything more happened, but that experience always stuck with Alicia. Mm. So, there's another piece to this puzzle of red flags showing the character of Jeffrey Epstein. Now, if he was able to cross the line so obviously here on his first meeting with her, that's a huge problem. It's clear that he wanted a lot more to happen during that meeting than just an audition. Now, last week with Maria, he had groomed her for over a year before making any kind of move like this. So it shows that he was becoming more dangerous over time. And again, in this situation, like we talk about a lot, there was... A clearly implied power imbalance because he's this rich, powerful man. He's offering her this job that could change her life. And she fully believed that he was a talent scout and that her future was in his hands. Mm -hmm. And he took advantage of that facade that he built for himself. And that's what's so crazy about this. Um, According to L Brands, which is Les Wexner's network of companies, there's no record of Epstein or Ghislaine Maxwell ever working as talent scouts for Victoria's Secret. Hmm. It's like the whole thing was made up Mm -hmm. and people believed him because he was Les, I can't (laughs) say his name, Les Wexner's financial manager, which we'll talk about on our Patreon episode. But if you have control over someone's finances... You pretty much have control over everything. And from what we've seen, it doesn't seem like Wexner kept a very close eye on what Jeffrey was doing with his money. Mm -hmm. Unless he was possibly complicit. There are a lot of theories out there about hugely powerful people being co-conspirators with Epstein. Which we'll get into in a future episode. But Rosie, let's talk about what happened after this incident. The day after the incident with Epstein, Alicia went to the Santa Monica police, hoping to be able to hold him responsible. She told a male detective what had happened to her, but she felt that his response was apathetic. He pointed out that she visited his room willingly, but she reminded him that she was there for business, obviously. He continued to make it difficult for her, suggesting that she think about whether she really wanted to file a report against him. So what the heck? That day, she left the police department in tears. She called her friend for support, and after thinking about the experience over the next week, she went back into the station and insisted on filing a report. And that takes guts, especially when you're turned down the first time. Yeah. The report was two pages long and noted that she'd been there a week earlier, but said nothing about what the detective had told her. Yeah, like you said, she was just shut down when she went in there before, and she came back. And then they never even recorded in the report the way that she was treated the first time. Well, I'm sure they wanted to cover their butts, you know? Yeah. But she says she never heard back from them. After receiving many public record requests the police department released information that showed that Epstein was questioned after the report, but his story conflicted with hers and the investigation was dropped. Of course, you know. Yeah. 
Also within the case notes was that Alicia didn't want to press charges against Epstein, but wanted him to be warned about his inappropriate behavior in hopes that he wouldn't try it again. But this was frustrating for Alicia because she was adamant that she did try to pursue this, but it was ignored. And the department was asked to provide documentation about Alicia's wishes, proving that she didn't want to press charges, but they never responded to that request. Alicia said, quote, The fact that they didn't do anything and they discredited me is just a stab to my heart. Yeah. So, how do you feel about this, Rosie? Well, like, obviously she wanted something to be done about it. What was the point of her filing? Yeah. You know, like, uh, it frustrates me when these detectives, they just are like, so apathetic when the situation is it needs to be handled like that's why they're there that's they're supposed to be helping people right yeah right and it's this situation is really sad thankfully in some parts of the world there's more focus on helping victims of sexual abuse that are in the situation and taking the victim seriously Mm -hmm. not everywhere but some parts of the world. But it's still a shame that Alicia and Maria both reported Jeffrey Epstein over 20 years ago, but nothing was done about it. Right. And he was able to continue his spree of abuse, harming so many other people along the way. Something else interesting that we're going to talk about in our Patreon episode is that he should have been in prison for something else um, that he did, which should have carried a 20-year sentence that he skated by. So if you're interested in that, mm. go check out our Patreon episode. Next week, we're going to talk about Virginia Roberts, who's been very vocal about her abuse at the hands of Epstein. But her accusations include another very powerful figure as well, Prince Andrew. So stay tuned Ooh. for that. It's going to be very interesting. Yes. That one will be very interesting. So, this episode was a bit shorter because it was just focused on this short encounter, and there's not much available about it. Also, we were on vacation last week, so I figured we could talk about that a bit. Last two weeks, almost. Oh, that's right. So, Rosie, (laughs) what what did you think about our trip? (sighs) I thought so much of it, to be honest. Um, we started off our vacation in Miami, Florida, where we met up with my papa and his wife, whom I refer to as STEM, short for stepmother. (laughs) (laughs) Just funny. Anyway, um, we got on the cruise last Friday or last Saturday. Saturday. Uh, And it was good. We had really good weather. It was hot. Oh, I loved it. We... Um, didn't get sunburned until like day four. <laughs> so that was nice. Yeah, did well. We um, we ate a lot. We drank a lot. We played a lot of games. We found some, we did karaoke, found some good comedy clubs. It found was a just a solid time. Cool places. So we stopped at Grand Cayman. First. Honduras. Second. Belize. And Cozumel. Yes. On the cruise. My favorite, well, what was your favorite port? Why don't you start? Um, I'm going to have to go with Honduras. 
Yeah. Because it was just so, such a different world from ours, you mm-hmm. know, and so beautiful, so just untainted by, you know, what we see every day and become so jaded by. Right. No McDonald's. No, I don't know. Just everybody's like taking their time. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, what, didn't our taxi driver, he was like, we're like, what time is it? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> like, cool. Yeah. That was at a different island, but still same. It's so sad that the places that are the most beautiful are also affected by poverty. Yes. You know? Yes. But, yeah, it's a crazy world we live in. Mm-hmm. But it was very beautiful. We're grateful that we were able to visit. Yeah. Honduras yeah. is amazing. I think that was my favorite, too. That was where I personally felt the most unsafe by my pasty complexion. <laughs> in Honduras? Yeah, I would say so. It just felt super touristy, you know? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know much about the crime rates at all. It's not great in Honduras, mm. but that will never stop me. Speaking of crime, we learned something interesting while we were in Belize. Yes, we did. We never actually went to Belize City, but we took an excursion to an island um, called, what's it called? Rendezvous K? Something like that. Something K. Yeah, Rendezvous K. Mm-hmm. And we did snorkeling. We, While we were on the boat, they said, you may have heard that someone went missing last week, but or last month, but they were not with our group, so it was don't just a worry. Couple days ago, wasn't it? Like a couple. It was weeks in ago? the middle of January. Oh, okay. <laughs> like that wasn't with our tour. <laughs> but we actually posted about it on Instagram. So it was forty-three-year-old Allison McKenzie. Uh, she disappeared on January twenty-first while on a camping excursion, which was three days overnight. So she went missing. And she still hasn't been found. Um, She had two young daughters. And it's just really sad that that family has no answers yet. Mm -hmm. And there's also a really interesting video on Facebook that someone took while they were at a bar in Belize of Allison's boyfriend talking about Allison's disappearance. And it's very. It's worth a watch if you just. Um, search Allison McKenzie on Facebook. It'll pop up. Mm-hmm. Um, we might talk about it more in the future if more details come out. But anyway, our we our thoughts are with that family because yes. that's I can't imagine going through that and having no answers mm-hmm. about what happened. But anyway, back to our vacation. <laughs> on a lighter note, let's see what else did we. We laid out in the sun. Well, I laid out in the sun a lot with my paw and stem. And Ryan liked to work on his music and stuff in the air conditioning. And, <laughs> and outlines. The pod- yeah, and the podcast. But then we would all gather in the evenings and we'd get a couple drinks or we see a show and do the karaoke or the comedy club. Or My, my paw got like a sweet balcony and with their room so we would have happy hour over there and look at the water oh it was so yeah cool. it was we were extremely nice. spoiled on this trip we because were. he got us a really nice room again it's so cool it, yeah it was sweet and we'll Something never we'll never be able to afford again <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah it was awesome 
And a couple of other highlights of the cruise would be, what do you think? The piano bar with a oh, guy. Davey Wild. Yeah. Shout out to Davey Wild. Go follow him on Instagram. A very talented piano bar guy. Yeah. He was very good at Im- improvising his show as he interacted with the audience and mm-hmm. just doing great piano bar style covers of songs with his loop pedal and drum machine and guitar. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, it was fun. It was very fun. I got a stuffed animal unicorn on the last day. <laughs> yeah. His name well, is Sparkle Tail. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that would be part one of our trip. I would like to point out that I wasn't just a <laughs> bum sitting inside in the that. AC. I had a very nice view of the ocean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and we also got off on every port and visited the beaches yeah <laughs> except in Cozumel we we did the bars well we did the port yeah the port the tourist version of Cozumel yeah and it was really sad we saw families we walked between the carnival port over to the was it Royal Caribbean port where the Margaritaville was yeah in Cozumel and we saw these little kids like, an entire family was sitting in the grass by the sidewalk between the two ports. And these little kids were selling, like, handmade roses. Out of the palms, palm branches. Yeah, they made them out of palms. But just, like, such a different quality of life they have, you know? And I almost felt guilty when we walked past them. We bought one, though. I know, but I still, I mean, I... I know it's pointless to feel guilty, but I felt bad that I was, like, on vacation blowing all this money and having a great time while they're walking past these people that are, Mm. you know, working so hard just to survive. I see what you're saying, but we did pay handsomely for the flower, (laughs) and I think we made the little kid's day. Yeah, it was really sweet. Just his, he smiled uh, really big after we got it and it's like they're so used to being ignored by people and people just pretending that they're not human beings and just walking past them like I think it does mean a lot when you acknowledge them and mm-hmm. you know smile and say hi mm-hmm. and buy their flower yes which I still have so it's something to think about just being kind to people because especially with us we were so fortunate to be born in a place where there's opportunity where we can actually make a living and live comfortably you know mm-hmm. we're really lucky to have been born here because it's not easy to be born in a place like that it's true you know? so anyway <laughs> i'm okay. sorry i keep getting so like i know you're like getting so social justice warrior on me no i'm not a social justice (laughs) warrior i'm kidding i just want (laughs) to think about other people and Mm -hmm. what they go through you know anyway so part two of our trip Mm -hmm. which we already talked about a little bit during our ad after our cruise we broke off from pod stem and went on our own little road trip from miami to coco beach which was our first stop um, we stayed at probably the most sketchiest motel I could find. Do you want to call it <laughs> out by name? Yeah, I don't, who cares? It was called the Faulty Towers. It's bright pink. 
And it was the cheapest one I could find, but still not cheap because it's on Cocoa Beach. So, yeah, Cocoa Beach is expensive for um, some reason. We almost didn't stay <laughs> because Ryan was pretty grossed out and I was too. I'm a germaphobe <laughs> and I have something else to say about that when you're done. Um, no, you say what you're saying. So no, it's, it's off piece. topic of oh, what okay. you're saying. We were pretty tired because it was quite a drive. And so we went to a really cool bar called Sandbar, right? Yeah, Sandbar Bar. <laughs> yeah. And that was pretty close to the, really close to the ocean. And we got a couple of drinks there. I got some t-shirts. It was really cool. There was a monster truck with a guy throwing beads at us. Bottom line is nothing else was available in Cocoa Beach. The entire town was sold out. Yeah, we like drove by some really cool looking hotels. Like, oh, take us <laughs> in. That's okay. It was only but, for one night. Yeah. It, I don't want to say anything disparaging about the hotel but are you kidding me don't it, you want to warn people about it, it the porch um that was outside of the little patio doors the walls were only half the length of the porch so you could walk onto all of your neighbor's porches and there were there were no screens on the doors so you couldn't have your patio door open Without someone being able to just walk into your room. Yeah. It was so quite... felt unsafe. Also had really old gross carpet that was folding up. And, and the picture was moldy. The, yeah. the hotel art. And it looked like there's a really cool pool area. <laughs> pool. Yeah. There were great photos online. <laughs> the pool was completely empty with like a bucket of cigarette butts at the bottom. <laughs> and a bunch of green sludge. So... It's probably not the best place to stay. But if you guys liked it, let us know. <laughs> so I would like to I'd like to hear your reviews. <laughs> um the next day we did like a little walk on the beach where I collected a bunch of shells at Cocoa Beach and then we made our way to Orlando, Florida. Yeah. So just real quick before we move on to Orlando, I just wanted to say I was appalled by something that I saw a lot on this trip what? that just disgusted me. What? Um, people oh. walking out of stalls in the bathroom and not washing their hands. Mm -hmm. Like, even if you're just in there to change and you touch the, the little handles on the stall, wash your hands. Mm -hmm. People touch those handles with... Poop hands. Poop hands. Pee pee hands. Don't go in the bathroom stall and not wash your hands because you're going to spread E. coli. You're going to make other people sick. You're getting poop all over the place. It's, you, you've come so far as a human race. You know all the technolo technological advances? That was real. <laughs> <laughs> you're a plain brain. Really well said. I'm just surprised that we still aren't washing our hands, you know? Well, yeah, and... It's just so inconsiderate. Like, I am not a kind of person that likes to tell other people what to do. I'm all about do your thing <laughs> as long as it doesn't harm anyone else. And not washing your hands harms other people. So wash your hands. With right. soap each time. Yeah. And then use a towel to open the door. Because <laughs> uh -huh. the door is just as disgusting. All right. So that's my... 
little mm-hmm. your spiel spiel all right let's move on to the disney section of our trip happy to say that our second hotel in orlando was amazing we really liked it the festiva something or other festiva and resort yeah <laughs> we did disney springs first which was super fun we haven't been there before i got a complimentary diamond necklace folks that's right on the back of the pamphlet it was free you all missed the free advertisement for the necklace yeah thank you to our friend ashley Mm -hmm. from our unbound life yeah on instagram you can follow her too yeah they just started living in florida in a um mobile home camper Mm -hmm. it's pretty impressive and she told me about the free necklace it's true free absolutely free guys not even pressured into buying anything it was almost like the guy was like, take the necklace and leave. <laughs> yeah. I, I was surprised how many people were actually seriously there to buy stuff. I know, because that was a really like, upscale. I didn't know people went to Disney to buy jewelry. I didn't either. Disney Springs, that is. Anyways, we did we eat at a cool, fancy restaurant in Disney Springs? We did, didn't we? Yeah, the paddle boat place or whatever. Oh, the boathouse. Boathouse. But it was a really well, cool... Well, we posted to our Instagram story about that. Yeah, Remember we... Remember the... Oyster shots. Yeah. Go look at our um, highlighted story on Instagram to see us do oyster shots. Rosie taught me how to shoot an oyster. <laughs> it was a good time. Really good time. And then the next day we did Animal Kingdom in the morning and epcot in the evening which um we went on a really busy couple of days i didn't realize but president's day weekend folks whew, <laughs> it's a hot time yeah but thankfully in volume and temperature yeah really thankfully like 90 what 90 something 90, degrees yesterday 90 oof we didn't let it bring us down though because we're veterans at this disney stuff yep so we got lots of alcohol and we went on cool trails and it was fine (laughs) (laughs) oh at animal kingdom yeah and epcot Mm -hmm. epcot was fun because it was actually pretty dead and we went around france and then we went to the arabian belly dancer restaurant which was bomb it was arabian belly dancers in morocco yes the belly dancing was really cool yeah. And we got a bottle of wine oh, and some and really yummy food. the food was so good. We got rack of lamb. And what was that again? The the hummus stuff? Oh, hummus che- pancakes. Goat cheese. Oh, Needless yeah. to say, we saved up for a long time to be able to go on this trip. Mm-hmm. It was so much fun. And my favorite ride that day, what did we do? Um, oh, Mount Everest for Sherzies is my fave at Animal Kingdom. It's legendary. Um, we did do the Navi River. We've already done that, and we've already done Flight of Passage, and the Flight of Passage line was out of this world, so we didn't do that one this time. Yeah, what was it, like six hours long? It felt, yeah. I think. It was. It was literally six hours So, yeah, we skipped on that. And then in Epcot, we did do a couple of things. Soren was probably my favorite. Oh, Soren was so cool. Like, they've updated it. And it goes to a lot of cool places. Yeah, it was really cool. It makes me want to visit a lot more places in the world. It always felt that way. Mm-hmm. So I won't. <laughs> anyway, um, then we went the next day to... To Hollywood Studios and then Magic Kingdom. I gotta say, Hollywood Studios is 
my favorite park now. It's re- they've really upped their game with this Galaxy's Edge stuff. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, but I'd have to say what really clinched it for me <laughs> was that rum and coke slushy. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> that was cool. But no, it's just a really cool. It's got so much cool stuff in it, you know, mm-hmm. and everything is like. It shows you kind of behind the scenes of how Hollywood works, too, you mm-hmm. know, where it only matters what you see on the screen. Right. Everything behind the scenes is not important. Yeah, that was a really cool park. It was a lot cooler than I remember it being last time. And we did do Galaxy's Edge, which was really, really cool, but crowded. I just want to, I'm not saying stuff behind the scenes isn't important. It's just not important what it looks like. Well, okay. Yeah, that's what you meant. So. Um, we both got milks. I got the blue milk. Ryan yeah. got the green milk. Man, when I first heard about the blue milk, I thought it was the stupidest thing ever. <laughs> um, but I tried it with, I tried the green milk with the rum, uh, tequila. I tried it with rum. Man, we sound like Elkies. <laughs> we're on vacation. <laughs> we're not. We're just on vacation. Um, it was yum. Yeah, very good. And we saw Kylo and Ray and some stormtroopers. So it was a pretty successful trip. Yeah. But we absolutely. didn't go on the rides. Um, Both rides were extremely long. And oh. I asked the worker, is it worth it? And he said, no, you're smart. <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't go on the rides. And like I mentioned in the Enchanted Ears ad, I got a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like a life goal has been accomplished. <laughs> Thanks again, Joe. We ripped open the box right outside the store. And put it together and then trash the box and walked around with it. Yeah. Again, go check out Enchanted Ears podcast. Mm -hmm. Enchanted Ears. I have uh, problems with Um, speech. That is pretty much what we did in Hollywood Studios. We went on a couple other rides. Um, Magic Kingdom, of course, is amazing. Oh, so packed, though. It was really packed. Yeah, but we did it smart. We did mobile ordering at Casey's Corner. Yep, for the, got some hot dogs and watched the fireworks. At a table away from everybody else. It was so nice. Yeah, there were no chairs at the table. No, but that didn't matter. But we could see over the umbrellas, so it's fine. And it was a stand-up table anyway. So I would say it was a solid trip. It was solid because we know we knew what we wanted. We weren't expecting to get on every ride. We didn't have kids with us. And we were low, going with the flow, laid back, chill. Yeah. Speaking of which, my ADHD is kicking in, so let's wrap this up. Oh, okay. Making sure. Oh, we went down Pirates of the Caribbean. It's my favorite ride. Oh, and that line was <laughs> long. <laughs> but such a cool ride. <laughs> so, yeah, we could talk. I could talk more about the trip. but Well, we, well if you have anything more to say, feel free. I'm just letting you know that that I'm starting to lose the ability to focus. Okay. Um, I got a Jedi journal. It's made out of wood. It's cool. Oh, yeah. Rosie's been looking for a journal to use as her planner since New Year's. Mm-hmm. And she went through so many options, she could never settle on one. I was giving her such a hard time for not being decisive. Because I'm a person that I'll just see something, and I'll be like, yeah, that looks good, and I'll buy it. Yeah. But Rosie, <laughs> it has to 
it has to really be just right. She's very picky. I'm still But I really respect that. And she finally found one. And it's almost like there's a reason she kept saying no. Because I think I found it, yeah. This one's really special. It's really cool. You think you found it? I'm pretty sure this you is You have one. to use this one. <laughs> it's really you cool. You must use it. Um, it's pretty <laughs> awesome. And that kind of wraps it up. I got a couple other cool little gifties and souvenirs. And we ate at some really cool places. We're going to have a... We're going to have a long... I'm going to have a lot to write in my journal about it, to be honest with you. I'm hungry. Yeah. Okay. We can wrap it up. Maybe we'll talk about it more and Patreon. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening this week. We appreciate you guys. Sorry this episode was shorter and that only half of it was story-based, but... Um, like we said, we literally just got home a couple hours ago. <laughs> the from rest our- was just groggy. Yeah. Talking. <laughs> we were very exhausted. You probably noticed. And, but hey, the great thing about podcasts is you can turn them off whenever you want. <laughs> so again, thank you so much to our sponsor for this episode, Enchanted Ears. Please go check them out. Tell mm-hmm. them that we sent you. You can follow them on Instagram and all that. And they're also at EnchantedEars.com. So we linked that in the episode show notes. And besides that, I think that's about it. Should do the trick. Um, if you're new to us, which I don't know why you're still listening if you are, but <laughs> you can follow <laughs> us on Instagram at VOV Podcast. Um, email us at VOVpodcast at gmail.com. Twitter at VOVpod. Um, that's about it. All that jazz. All right. Oh, we're also on Patreon, which is pretty easy to find us there. Zook says hi. He's very happy to have us home. <laughs> cat news. Well, I don't know. We haven't been <laughs> yeah. home. But my brother took good care of them. Yes, he did. All right. Thank you guys for listening. We will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.